Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, the Browns passing defense turned out to be just as tough as we knew they would be. Let's recap yesterday's Cardinals-Browns game with my buddy, Donnie Druin. Stay tuned. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. Welcome to Arizona's sickest Cardinals podcast. I am your host, Kelly Singh, joined today by my bestie, Donnie Druin, Cardinals beat reporter, SI.com. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Good for everyone joining us. Donnie so graciously woke up early this morning to record with me because I am on the East Coast today. Thank you very much for doing that. Yeah, no problem. You know, I figured even with daylight saving time happening, I'd be like, okay, you know, even if she's on the East Coast, it's still two hours away instead of the three. I gained an hour of sleep and somehow almost overslept for this entire thing. So I'm happy to be here though. (laughs) I'm happy you're here too. And that's okay because, you know, I don't really want to have this conversation actually this morning as um, mayor or empress of Toontown. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not the greatest of recaps, but here we are. Zero, 27, Cardinals, Browns. Cardinals remain one and eight. Ah, uh, Donnie, why? No, don't. Well, I mean, why. let's uh, let's get into it. And I <laughs> I feel like we're on opposite sides of the Clayton Tune spectrum, so I'll kind of say my yeah. piece, and you can say yours. Um, okay. This is coming from a guy who, when I evaluated Clayton Tune in the preseason, I saw a lot of things you would expect out of a rookie quarterback, right? Um, just didn't quite grasp an NFL offense. He was super athletic, but outside of that, didn't really kind of show me. He had the ability to push the ball to the boundary, at least in terms of the sideline, Um, really struggled with his accuracy and consistency placing the ball. Um, I did like how he took shots down the field, which is something Colt McCoy just refused to do for whatever reason, which we later found out it was probably physically impossible for Colt McCoy to throw a football 20 yards down the field. So 
good on them for at least keeping Toon on the roster whenever they traded for Dobbs. Um, so Clayton Toon looked exactly like the Clayton Toon I had seen in preseason on Sunday, but you have to be extremely fair when you evaluate these games. Clayton Toon walked into a ticking time bomb. You, I, everybody with a pair of eyes, and even the Arizona Cardinals knew, was going to be a complete disaster from start to finish, and that's exactly what it was, Kelly. Um, We were talking Mm -hmm. before we started recording, no Michael Wilson, no James Conner, an already patchwork offensive line that lost DJ Humphreys and Will Hernandez during the game as well, going against one of the top defenses in the NFL on the road. Clayton Toon didn't step on the field to take a meaningful snap all season prior to this. That's a lot. That's asking a lot. That would have been asking a lot out of a very healthy Kyler Murray to go into Cleveland and and do that. So um, Clayton Toon, I'll say he he didn't play well, but I do want to give him props because he was dealt Uno cards in a game of poker and you just cannot win with that. And, you know, I I do like what Jonathan Gannon said after the game where he kind of admitted that they had put him in a bad position and, you know, he can learn a lot from this. Yeah. It really reps reps are gold in the NFL and he's probably not going to get those reps for the rest of the year, but at least he has that experience. Now he has a game under his belt. He knows what it's like to kind of be out there when, when the bullets are flying. Right. And maybe this will help him be a, a better quarterback moving down the road. So I hope people don't look at the box score of this game and take it for face value. Um, and I, I hope this can be a very, very big step in helping Clayton Toon become a better quarterback. Well, I hope that you write that in your recap if you do one this week because you know people are going to look at the box score and take it at face value. You know people are going to watch the low lights rather than highlights and take those as uh, they are without any context, which is something that I have been guilty of myself, so I'm not going to hate on that too much, but I do hope people take a look at the circumstance because that's my whole point was they he was not set up for success in this game. And not only was he missing Michael Wilson and James Conner, he was missing DeMarcado, who would become a huge part of the rushing offense. And to be down to Keontae Ingram as your running back, basically. Tony Jones, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but still, Tony Jones. When have we heard Tony Jones' name really called out in any recent capacity other than filling in this game? So that's what I'm saying. It's like not set up for success. You've got Trey McBride. You've got Marquise Brown. You've got Rondell Moore. And you've got Keontae Ingram filling in there. I'll say filling in lightly at running back. And we know the Browns passing defense is the best in the league. The rushing defense is where they have holes. And we had no rushers. Clayton Toon leading in rushing yards. As you a and whopping I talked about 28 before. yards. A whopping 28 yards. But what did you think about that pass interference call? I was uh, just about to bring that up. Yeah, because Clayton lobbed, um, I believe it was a 25-yard 
past to Rondale Moore, not even in the vicinity of Hollywood Brown. And yet he gets a pass interference call. What can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I would love to. And it's funny because I am not a big believer in one play changing an entire dynamic of a football game. But leading up to that point, it felt like Clayton Toon had started the game just a little bit of confidence. He had strung together a a couple of completions, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, Hit Rondell Moore on on the wheel out for a big play. And it's like, okay, they finally got something going. Like, this is it. Like, this will start to kind of get the gears going. In no way, shape, or form did I expect the Cardinals to mount this rally and come back and beat the Cleveland Browns. But at least it was a sign on offense, which is something they desperately needed. Um, I I think they they had the ball 14 times. They didn't get past the Cleveland 40 at all. Um, Their longest drive was six plays. I mean, they the definition of the struggle bus was the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. But... What puzzled me the most about that passenger, the offensive pass interference call wasn't where it was at. It was the fact that Marquise Brown ran a route, broke inside, cut back to the outside, didn't didn't even look at the two defenders that ran into each other. Second, didn't even touch the two defenders that ran into each other. Far beyond NFL officiating to be bad, but that was legitimately one of the worst offensive pass interference calls I have ever seen, ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever in my life. Um, and I, I, I want to be clear, like that—that's not giving the Cardinals a win, but right. man, like to to take away a big play like that. I mean, who knows what happens the rest of that drive? But like, such a momentum killer. And when you have a guy like Clayton Tune back there, you really can't have those. That's exactly what I was going to say. Total momentum killer and probably demoralizing at that point uh, to have your best pass of the game brought back. So, yeah, I'm not saying it would have changed the course or the outcome of the game, but it certainly would have brought a brighter spot to our recap today for sure. Um, you know, I don't really want to to dwell on it too much, but I will say it was, um, I felt like they were holding Cleveland the whole first quarter. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this, this might be okay. The second quarter, you're like, oh shoot, no, 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 no. And then I think third and fourth, it was still seven each quarter, but still it was, man it felt like the defense was managing the second quarter kind of fell off the rails for everybody but yeah I feel like the defense played well overall as a whole and that's crazy because you look at the 27 to 0 score line but I mean they just were set up for failure from the very beginning um much like Clayton Tune on the offensive side of the ball but um that that was just one of those games where you you just don't even watch the film like you, you just take it out the memory, throw it away, and, and you get ready for an Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. team. And, I mean, you yes. probably have Kyler Murray back. James Conner's eligible to come off injured reserve now. Um, so, I mean, that, that's two great, great pieces to, to have on the offensive <laughs> side of the ball coming back. But, no, I, I completely agree. I, I feel like the defense played well for what it was worth. Um, but it, when you're one and eight, you're yeah. obviously not talented enough to hang with some of the better teams and like the Browns aren't a great team. I mean, they're all four AFC North teams are in the playoff picture as of today. Um, 
but man, like yeah <laughs> this season is definitely about taking lumps and bruises and i feel like we all felt that yesterday for sure i feel very bruised indeed physically and emotionally <laughs> um yes so next week we're going up against the falcons and it pains me pains me to hear you talk about james connor eligible to come off of ir next week because wouldn't it have been great to have James Connor this past game to at least help us with that that ground game but woulda coulda shoulda we're looking ahead at the nest we're going to defend the nest I'm going to be out there tailgating again new favorite spot in the grass near the uh, restroom not the porta potties the actual restroom with soap and water I respect that with running water too that's crazy <laughs> love it thank you so much donnie for coming on the show you know i appreciate it and i'm gonna let you get on with your day i appreciate it thank you you can find donnie on the app formerly known as twitter at donnie druin and you can find me at kelly and phoenix let us know what you think and be sure to read donnie's articles uh donnie let them know where else they can find you yeah, you can follow the work at si.com slash NFL slash Cardinals or allcardinals.com. Thanks so much. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.